It's five o'clock somewhere, which means it's time to take out the trash. Welcome to your Trash Pals podcast, coming to you live from Grouchland. Trying to try to mix up our openings, Ooh. Uh, but this is a podcast all about pop culture, garbage, and nastiness. I'm Van Notes, and I'm Ren. So, Ren, we have to give a, a little bit of an apology to our listeners. Our yes, special Spawnuary episode, all about Spawn. Just a, a whole glorious hour of Spawn-tent was lost to Al Gore's internet. Al Gore's internet. That's so funny. And it was. I, it was truly, I was so sad. I watched Spawn for basically no reason. I went through that traumatic experience of watching Spawn just just for the love of the game just for me just for me and your love of me um but i want to reassure the listeners we are planning ren doesn't know this yet but we are planning oh, no. to do a special live spawn viewing uh with our listeners maybe trying to figure out some way we'll both be simultaneously watching spawn together um for everyone's enjoyment so oh, no I'm yeah like... we'll see we'll see how we can finagle this um but i'm, I'm working my devious ways oh, goodness uh, gracious i did order the spawn blu-ray just so i could watch it in in high blu-ray like way. why it's just so <laughs> gross it's so squelchy it's just there's too much slime and schlock too many s sounds it's gross it's yucky well enough enough spawn tent we have someone who is even higher quality trash than the spawn film uh we have a very special guest coming into with us today so we have a very special guest a wonderful local drag performer who is a purveyor of trash. Uh, so I'm going to read a little bio here. Cookie Puss is a drag performer commonly known as the stupidest fucking bitch in Idaho and voted the sixth funniest bottom of 2023. That's that's from her Instagram. Uh, when she's not trolling grinders, scruff, sniffies, and farmers only for her next client. Uh, she performs throughout the Northwest and the Mountain West. Her own show, Cookie Party, is widely considered by many in the Treasure Valley as one of the most fun of all the local shows. Uh, she's also the frequent lay of my least favorite Alexis Mateo impersonator in all of Idaho, Coco Frio, who I encourage to come fight me on the podcast. It's Cookie Puss! Oh, wow. What an introduction. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I feel right at home. <laughs> you are the right with the trash. First non-cartoonist to ever be on the podcast. Is that true? Wow, I feel yeah. so honored. 
You have none of the neck pain, hand uh, cramping that our listeners have come to expect. So the I have hand cramps, but for a different reason, darling. <laughs> so we'll ask you what we normally ask ourselves every week: What trash are you consuming, Cookie Puss? What What are you currently purveying besides our special topic? Well, I'll be honest, I I uh, consume a lot of trash uh, in many different capacities, but currently, it might sound cliche, but I am obsessed with Drag Race. Maybe that's a bit obvious. Uh, so currently, season 16 is going, and um, I am living for the drama. I just can't help it. Uh, so that's what I'm consuming. And also... Just any reality TV show, to be honest. I've been binging the Kardashians on Hulu. Love it. Ooh. I'm very vain. I love Kim Kardashian. That is like my probably my, the trashiest thing about me. Who are your front runners for this season? I haven't gotten to tune in because I lost my access to. Oh no. Greg uh, Grace continuously gets harder and harder to watch for some reason. It's true. It's money. The money because they keep getting more money. So that's why. Um, Currently, I really enjoy, there's a contestant called Nymphia Wind. She is from Taiwan, uh, and she's an amazing queen, like, just insane this year. Um, and everybody loves to hate this queen called Plain Jane, so uh, I'm currently hating her. With <laughs> Is there a, what's the reasoning? Why are they, why are they? Oh, why, play, why do I hate Plain Jane? Yeah, uh, Plain yeah, yeah, Jane yeah. is... She represents those queens that are like just there to stir shit up. That literally mm. like walk in the room, want to point to the person they like the least and just tell them why. So she's very dramatic and that's exactly why everyone hates her. She's very rude, very mean. My dog is freaking out. Oh my gosh, just one oh. second. Is that okay? Oh, no problem. Yeah, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let them out really fast. Last week or two weeks ago, it was my dog snoring. Now it's their dog. It's sorry, it's I knew she I knew she was going to get louder, so I was like, I got to get her out of here. Okay. Oh, no worries. Yeah. Ren's dog, uh, the last podcast, actually made a snore so loud that I thought it was a motorcycle just going by the background. <laughs> My <laughs> tiny, like, 11-pound Shifu, he snores <laughs> so loud. I don't know where he has it in him, but he is, like, the loudest snorer on the planet. Oh, my God. That's actually very precious, though. That's, like, a sweet... <laughs> Sweet thing. <laughs> yeah, he's a sweet dog. What about you, Ryan? What trash are you consuming? Well, I have made the horrendous decision to re-download TikTok. And I I I'm loose. I am loose on TikTok from like slime videos to like how to dress in your 30s videos to just <laughs> videos. I'm like, I'm on TikTok <clears throat> for this grand millennial design. I don't even know what that is, but I love it. I love every second of it. What? I'm a TikToker now. That's This is who I am. What is grand millennial design? Is that like the Kabbalah or like some <laughs> Oprah? Like, No, no. It's like, um, gosh, it's like if you want to be a trad wife, but you're a leftist. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Like that kind of like homesteading, like uh, blue and white Dutch painting, ceramics kind of rocking chair, wicker basket, uh, fresh tulips in a milk jug kind of situation. 
like homemade jam. Yes, 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 biscuits yes. Biscuits every day. Yeah. Biscuits every day. Cookie Puss gets it. <laughs> biscuits every day. Okay. Homemade, of course. And you like brown your own flour, flour and all that stuff. The roux. Yeah, you make like your own roux and like your own flour. And oh my exactly. God. Exactly. Yeah. I feel this. I love it. The TikTok. It's, it's resonating in me. I don't have like a, a, like a, I know that I'm like, I won't even make sourdough. I'm just, I don't have the patience. But in my fantasies, I'm making jam. Like, have you ever seen <laughs> a Scandal? Yes. I love that show. Yes, so there's this scene where the main character is like fantasizing her life with the president, and they're in like a log cabin, and she just made jam, and that is where I'm at mentally. So that's my try. That is not my idea of what scandal is. Is that like a <laughs> lot of scandal? Of scandal. It scandal is not all that, but that's just like one one scene from scandal that has like stayed in my heart all these years. <laughs> that is not matching my my mental image of of scandal one bit. Um. <laughs> so funny. Well, you have to watch it. It has to be your new thing. After uh, it's a good show. Grace. It's yeah. Like, it's it's literally it is riveting. It's riveting. I agree. I am on the last season of uh, the original Well and Grace, so that that could be a potential uh, jumping off point. I do like the the more lighthearted uh, sitcoms in the background, though. So mm. maybe maybe I can do a scandal. Uh, Forty minutes is also. Um, I, I have to time my like bathroom breaks while I'm watching TV and so, so I have to like that would mean I would have to only do one episode every bathroom break or stand up break rather than two episodes. So mm-hmm. my rhythms would be. I'll tell you what. If you so watch wild. Scandal, I will watch it with you. We will do a, oh. a tandem Scandal watch because it's been tandem years scandal. and I never finished it. Oh, that's but better be than. Enticing people always trying to get me to watch glee again um so which is so <laughs> i've never i've reference. never seen glee i you don't need to go into that pit like it's not a, do you have a strong uh memory of glee cookie puss do you no you? i i i saw the lady gaga episode because i am a huge lady gaga fan and i saw the britney one and i think that was it that's like my all my experience with glee wrapped up is those two episodes uh, I'm not just not a big musical person. I don't know. It just doesn't hit me in the right way. I know that's probably like not the right thing to say as a drag queen, but it's time to get controversial. It's time to really yeah. put put the gays in their place and say <laughs> they need to stop. Yeah, no, no more musicals, wicked. please, for Christ's sake. No more Wicked. No more. I would watch Wicked. I've never seen it, but I would watch it. <laughs> so funny. Retraction already. There's already a retraction on our statement. Wicked yeah, is the only one that can live. All the other ones. <laughs> Straight to the gulag. Yeah. I, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. So, Cookie Puss, we've brought you in to weigh in on some very serious topics. Um, some oh. very, very important um, local goings on. Uh, Ren, you can join in, of course. You will also probably have some opinions. But really, the, the scene has some conversations they need your opinion on. Um, oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> So I we we like to play little games on here, little little saw games. Um, 
I'm always trying to capture everybody um, in my little traps. And so we have a game of, it's basically fuck, marry, kill, but of oh. reduce, reuse, recycle going along with okay. our, our trash theme. So reduce is like, we're good with it, but we don't need too much more. Reuse <laughs> is like, yes, again and again and again. Let's do it. And recycle means it's it's time to let it go. Let live and let God or yes. So <laughs> it's very innovative, a very unique game that we specifically concocted. So very modern. So our our first topic um is reduce, reuse, recycle, drag brunches at random venues. Oh, you know what? I don't know. I would have to say reuse because I love brunch. I love doing brunch in drag, so I'm like I'll do it in a parking lot. Uh, so I would love just more. That might not be the same way you feel, but I love more and more and more. Brunch everywhere, baby. I, honestly, I have to say the same. I'm a big mimosa fan. I'm a big orange juice enjoyer. Um, anything with orange juice. A peach bellini every once in a while. I'll try it. But uh, yeah, more brunches, more drag. I'm a big fan. Okay. I, I will say I also will reuse drag brunches at random venues. The, these are not all traps, um, but I'm scared. I do, I'm so used to them being traps. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. Any any ways we could get more drag out and about in the world, more brunch, and hopefully everybody's getting paid. That's yeah. that's the most important thing so exactly yeah get the money up front that's what mama always <laughs> says uh second one uh diva's going live to three people <laughs> oh you can just call me out by name i'm right here <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, i would say we can reduce that we can certainly reduce that everyone goes live i don't really go live often because i like don't typically have much to say <laughs> uh but i have a few times and you're right it's like three to four people and i'm like who am i doing this for myself i don't so. know i might say reuse because like you have like these three dedicated fans that you can just chit chat with <laughs> get their, in on their life gossip see what's going on with them i'm nosy i'm very nosy so i'm like ooh, ooh, tell me about the drama at your local target like come on I can relate to that. I'll say I'll say reduce as well. I like it every once in a while, but there there's a few people who love to go live, you know, and you're like, what are we doing here? What's was this? I always feel like some of them, it's like, did you mean to go live or was this a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I don't mean to, and then I'm like, okay, so now what? And I'll just hang out for a second. Um there was a, a local queen who went live um, and was walking around downtown, and I wasn't really interested in it for the drama. I was just trying to figure out where they were walking, like in my mental map. And I was like, oh, there they are in front of the Flying M now. There they are by the Capitol building. Like, I was just oh, mapping. Like a fun little scavenger hunt. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, next, next item of reduce, reuse, recycle. Uh, the buildup of someone putting out a tarp. Oh, during a show? Is that what you mean? Yeah, like on stage, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I host a lot of shows, and so um, there will be moments when you have to, like, 
kind of just riff and kind of kill time because someone's setting a tarp up. I wish there was a more, I don't know, like theatrical way to do that because it seems kind of weird and like obvious, you know? So I would say, I guess, reduce that. That we didn't need tarps, but unfortunately we do. The bar will not allow us to like just pour fake blood all over the stage. So. Oh, okay. I I'm like I was like oh like a tarp like they're camping I was so confused <laughs> I really was like oh okay that's like a weird question man but like go off yeah we just go camping <laughs> yeah we have fun on stage yeah I'm like hey I don't know I'm so I uh, I live on the East Coast I'm in New Jersey but I don't like take advantage of my proximity in New York nearly enough so I'm like a tarp I don't know anything about tarp. Maybe it's not the same in New York. In Idaho, we're all just kind of, uh, I don't know, country, I guess is a good word. I love it. Hey, you're, like, keeping <laughs> it clean. I'm a big fan. Yeah. We do have some fairly courteous um, queens. They do. And sometimes uh, I've seen a tarp put out, and I was like, what was messy about that one? Like, <laughs> right? Like, it was not necessary, but they just want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're very yeah. polite. It's like they they spritzed a little whipped cream, and it's like, oh, you could have got a little bit, a little bit harder if you put out the blue tarp. So, and then there are the queens that don't put out a tarp and upset the bar, and then the rules change because they're messy queens and they just get shit all over the stage. So that's one way of doing it. I think not me. Um, I think <laughs> Brooklyn drag queens are a little more um, infamous for their tarp antics. If you, if oh, you is that true? Red. <laughs> From, I mean, from what yeah, I've I'm, heard. I'm a little Manhattan girly. I haven't really spent enough time in Brooklyn. You know, you, you have to get a little nasty for the tarp to come out. So, you know, plastic on the couches, uh, you know, <laughs> towel on the bed, tarp on the stage. So, Oh, honey. oh my goodness. Let's see. Um, next one here that I have. Uh, Queens following you on their drag account after talking to you on Grinder. Spicy. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I definitely, I will say, my experience with Grinder. Um, there have been a few people that have like messaged me and been like, "Are you a? Are you that drag queen?" And just for me, that instantly kind of ends the conversation. <laughs> I'm just like. Yeah, but like I would prefer not to discuss that here. I don't know. Like I, maybe it's a weird thing I have, but like, yeah, not. I don't know. It doesn't seem like the right venue for that. But no one's ever really followed me from it. Maybe I'm missing out on followers. Oh, maybe I need to like, like connect my drag persona. I've funny. seen people promote like on the apps. Like I have a show. I this should. It's smart. That's Everyone's so funny. I I don't have any personal grinder experience. All of it is vicarious through Van. But I love this concept <laughs> that like you're you're like just so like oh I'm gonna get these followers. I'm gonna get them to go to my show. That's so funny. It's all networking. It's all opportunity. Yeah. Out here. It is. It is really like sometimes there's you know sometimes. I'll, I'll say I, you know, I'm on the apps every once in a while, but like when you're in like a small town location, it's just kind of to keep tabs on some people every once in a while. Like it's not like, and it is kind of creepy. You can get like the general location of anyone who's on the app. And so you can like, you can kind of see if someone's like within a few hundred feet of you. I don't know. That always feels a little weird to me. That's so spooky. 
yeah. but convenient, I guess. Yeah, it's also yeah. useful, I suppose. <laughs> Ren, have you had someone like follow you on social media after like talking on a dating app or something? Yes. Yes. I mean, I I have like <laughs> I'm like, oh, do I want to talk about this? But there's this person I went out with, <laughs> and it was like, you know, I really liked her. It was really going well, and then she dumped me. But she still follows me on my like our Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, you go away. <laughs> Leave me alone. Like, don't look at me. Does she still like? Yeah. Like... She's really, she engages with my content. I'm like, honestly, half of me is like cool with it. The other half of me is like, you know too much about me. Like, don't get away from this. I was going to say, I'm like so narcissistic that I'm like, I would just like to keep the follower and you can still like my stuff. It's fine. <laughs> I just like the engagement. Oh, that's some that says something bad about me, I suppose. <laughs> the SEO is improving, the algorithms uh favoring me. Right. Yeah, SEO, it's all that's engagement. What you have to do. Let's see. Uh next one I have here. Um oh wait, have we uh did we say we didn't really reduce, reuse, recycle that one. Um oh. <laughs> I forgot the rules. Sorry. I'm uh, I forgot the rules. Um, I failed at my own game. Um, I will say uh, reuse. I like it when people like my art, even if they don't like me all the time. So I'll I'll take it. Agreed. That's what I would say. I love reuse. it. Let's see. Um, next one. And this read this could just be in gay bars, gay spaces in general for you. Um, but straight people at the balcony reduce reuse recycle <laughs> oh my gosh wait okay I, you need to remind me i'm sorry what does recycle mean uh recycle, recycle is uh, yeah kill like yeah we're Drop throwing it. it we're letting it go <laughs> i don't want to say recycle i feel like that i have to like explain myself a little bit i, I might say reduce for the balcony specifically and it's not because I don't love straight people. I love straight people. I think they're amazing. My parents are straight, so that's great, you know, right? Like, that's wonderful. But I also, right, yeah, look at me. Um, I also think that there is value in having queer spaces that are, like, you know, filled by queer people. So I think there's a balance. I think that... If we could just reduce it a little bit, that'd be great. But it's I wouldn't want it to go away because so many of the people that come out to our shows and are really supportive and and really like love us and support us and are are you know allies with us are straight people, straight women, honestly, in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. And so I have met people that I really enjoy and love that I would never probably ever interact with otherwise. And so I love them to an extent. But yeah, there are moments when you're having a show and people that are there and they have no idea what's going on and they're like, they don't give a shit about it or whatever, you know, and you're kind of like, okay. You have to like kind of teach people how to be audience members in your spaces. But, you know, I think more people getting education about it or, or seeing it firsthand is probably a good thing. So I would say what, I would say actually, I would have to change my answer and say reuse more just Come on, why not? We need more straight people safe spaces. Yeah, I definitely think reuse too. I know a lot of, especially straight women, they like to go to queer spaces because they feel safer. 
than going out yeah. to like a straight bar. And I totally get that as like a someone who like goes in between dating men and dating women. Like, yeah, I definitely feel uncomfortable in at like a club that isn't queer. I'm like, it's it's icky. The rules are weird. I don't like it. Um, but I think also like as you are a visitor in queer spaces, you need to respect those rules. Agreed. I agree. I've uh because we're in like such small spaces, such small like ecosystems out here in like rural rural country life. Um, and even just like Boise being a small city, my favorite thing has been like over the years, like watching, I think there was, and I can't, I couldn't tell you who specifically, um, there was one like straight couple who I watched like slowly over the years, like break off. And then I saw them with like other, like they went gay and they started at the balcony. Oh. They were one of the straight couples. So, wow. Well, that's fabulous. Yeah. That's good for the that. reason. And good for that. And see, maybe, maybe the people that we think are straight are not straight. Maybe they need to see mm -hmm. it to, you know, like get on that path. So, the more the merrier. I've also seen some like, yeah, when you have like a small town gay bar, you see like, some of the most interesting reaction or interactions and like people watching one of my favorite <laughs> ones was like someone who was like obviously a person who someone met like on grinder or on an app or something who was like an experienced gay and they brought like a baby gay with them to like the club and that was one of the most like cute interactions to watch ever so Wholesome. Being a drag performer, I feel like I get to look, I'm watching the audience pretty much the whole time. And so I get, I feel like I get to know people that way. And I've seen so many odd couples and, you know, like interesting combinations of people and interesting interactions with people between people. I think that's what keeps it interesting for me. Bar culture in general is just like the people watching of it all. It's really fun. So I, yeah, I see that. Uh, let's see. So everyone reusing reusing with moderation i guess yes uh, yes <laughs> it's one thing to you know come because you want to feel safe and enjoy the show it's another thing to be like a rowdy bachelorette party who fetishizes gay people and is here to be annoying agreed yeah but you know get rowdier i guess if you're tipping more and <laughs> yeah it all depends you have money because <laughs> if you have money then that changes the story oh the capitalist um let's see reduce reuse recycle uh drag kings being better performers than the queens 90 percent of the time Ooh. uh i say reuse because that's true like that definitely <laughs> is the case and i think the kind of unfair thing that happens and it's really an interesting dynamic that drag queens get this reputation for, I guess, I mean, I don't prescribe to or ascribe to this, but like they say um, that drag queens are harder workers or that it's a different kind of art or whatever the case. And all of my experience shows me that drag kings, they have to work against that narrative to begin with, that idea that they're somehow less valid which is not true so they're automatically like putting in more work and more effort into like proving that narrative wrong but also they have such a unique perspective 
on performance and on art and you know what they bring to it that i could never do as a drag queen or the the kind of art i produce is it there's just you know such unique differences and so i think yeah it's time for more drag kings to have you know cre get credit for how much fucking work it is because it's incredible so reuse more 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 i love it i agree hell yeah that was a leading question. I'll admit to it. So <laughs> some of these are leading questions. Um, but yeah, yeah there's I took definitely the there's so many like local kings who like come out and like perform their hearts out, and then you have um, you know a, a queen who has been on Instagram and watched some RuPaul's Drag Race, and that doesn't always equal a performer. Um, Again, I'm right here. Very pretty, very pretty. <laughs> I agree. You were fun from like the very first time I saw you perform. So I think fun goes a long way in in a performance. I would say so. Yeah, for the first year and a half, all I was was fun, and now there's other parts maybe too. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This is this is a little bit of a a, a local uh, flavor red. Uh, so. Sierra, uh, Serafina Thunder Pussy monopolizing drag children. <laughs> well, I am one of them, so yeah. <laughs> she has, like, I don't even know. I lost count. I think 13, 14, some crazy, some insane number. Yeah, she collects us like trophies. She loves it. I don't mean that to be a negative thing. I know if she listens to this, she probably would be like, what? But uh, I love her. She's great. And she mentors a lot of people. But yeah, it's like, Oh my God, lady. How many more, hun? I would never tell her that though. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll just, oh, I'll say uh, reduce. Uh, we need less uh, octo moms. Uh, we need- I forget, less, sorry. Uh, I would say reduce, reduce. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, she she needs to let that pussy rest. So she needs yeah. to stop so popping funny. about. <laughs> no more. Mama Mia. I have no idea what's context. going on. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> hey, go off. Have as many kids as you want. What? Just keep working it. Keep pumping out the kids. Um, Why not? And the last one here. My last uh, controversial local Boise Drag Reduce Reuse Recycle. Uh, Coco Frio requesting the Cupid Shovel. I I don't have any answer to that. I, I would say <laughs> my answer is re reuse. I let her do what she needs to do, honey. I have to go to bed with her at night, so... <laughs> Just keep her happy. Just keep her happy. That's so funny. I I don't have any. I don't enjoy the Cupid Shuffle though. That's. I love the Cupid Shuffle. I'm a little Cupid Shuffler. I don't know how to dance. I I'm guess, not rhythmic. I don't know. Ren's uh, hopefully coming out. Probably hopefully in September. So we will yeah, we will get Ren out Cupid shuffling all over the dance okay. floor with Coco. Um, yeah, but. I, I will say reuse uh, because I haven't been out and about much and I would love to see Coco Cupid shuffling, even though I don't want to see Coco. So <laughs> I'll let her know. She'll keep, she'll keep it on just on request for you. Just on rotation. So <laughs> yeah, just in case. Well, thank you for playing my little game, my little uh, jigsaw game. There's, there's no gauntlet to face. You you both passed. You, you come out the other end. <laughs> I don't think you've been canceled at this point. Um, oh, God. So 
we now get to the most important portion. You have brought forth a topic for us today, Miss Cookie Puss. What what have you brought for us? What have you brought on a little garbage can lid for us to, to consume? Well, I feel like when I was thinking about the overall theme of the show, which is trash pals, garbage content, um, what really speaks to me, and I think that this still is relevant today. Uh, when I was younger, I lived with my parents, obviously, and they did they uh, couldn't afford like satellite television. So we would, and this is, I don't know if this is like okay to say, but they would like get these little chips for like the direct TV that you could like somehow get it for free. I don't know how my dad did it some sort of scam situation. So it would only work for like a month at a time or something. And so we would have like a month to watch all the like cable satellite TV we wanted. So I just binge watched MTV in like the year 2000, like 2000 to 2004 was like my golden era. And um, reflecting on that television and like the, what was being made during that period, it's really insane. Uh, and recently I did a lecture, uh, like a, a drunk lecture for this show where you get drunk basically and just talk about stuff. And um, the idea of MTV 2000s era reality TV was like what I wanted to research. So now I have all this knowledge and I need to, uh, I need to force it on someone else, I guess. So that's what I'm here to do. Ren, did you have so, access to cable? growing up or like uh satellite tv i i had cable growing up yeah i was um so my i have an older sister who she's 12 years older than i am and i would just do everything she did as a little kid so she would watch like laguna beach she would watch next she would watch room raiders and then i would be like a little like toddler being like yeah all right yeah next yeah and my ultimate goal as a little kid, like I have this memory of like being on the phone, like the cord phone uh, with one of my friends and being like, yeah, I, when I grow up, I want to go in the room or the, sorry, not the room, <laughs> the real world. <laughs> and that was the like- The real world. I wanted to be on the real world so bad. Oh my God. And I never did. But Love the okay. real world. That I actually auditioned for the real world. Really? What? That's yeah, so when cool. I turned 21, I auditioned. I never got in, never heard anything from them, but that was like one of my goals from watching all this reality TV on MTV. I loved the real world. I fantasized about, I guess this is really weird, but I was like, I want to be on that show and like arguing with everyone and, you know, having like all this drama. Exactly. It just it just seemed like such a, I wanted to have a pink bikini and I wanted to be on the real world. Those are my two goals. Um, Same. And yeah, I that sort of genre, that era of TV is like so, it's, it is seminal to me. It is so important. Um, it is a huge like cornerstone of who I am. And it's so like exploitative and terrible <laughs> and just bizarre but like i there's nothing like it there's nothing like yeah it. but nostal there's nostalgia there too because i don't 
like I, as I'm watching, I was I've kind of just been watching like older shows and reminding myself of what was going on, and I'm like, none of this could be made, and not and the, this wouldn't be pitched today. Like none of this would even get in the room. Yeah. So it's There's interesting, also like laws. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Some of this is not legal anymore. Maybe either. <laughs> like it's just nuts. Yeah, I, I, and it's so shocking almost that like how culture kind of has this way of like swinging i guess in the other direction because it seems like stuff was on like the content of those shows was so shocking to me i'm like i don't i wouldn't see this on cable television right now yeah but it was like back in the day it was like nobody batted an eye i was watching like a like a young teen like a tween watching like the episode of next where they're like talking about like hooking up on the bus and like i, I mean I, I honestly though too there was a lot of like not a lot but enough gay representation that I was sort of, that was another aspect that was so fascinating to me because back then there was not really a lot of like queer, uh, I guess like, you know, storylines or, or actors or at least out mm -hmm. actors. That was really non-existent. Like I got all of that from like the weird episode, like random episodes of MTV Next or like, I watched Queers Folk when it was like really late at night and I like could like yeah. keep it on really low so my dad couldn't hear from my room and like, you know, and now that we have so much representation, which is great, but it's easy to forget that like, yeah, that was not a thing. But you could also show like moms dating like their sons and shit. Like, like the what, date my yeah, mom was milk, an MTV a milk show. Manor. <laughs> milk Manor. It's so yeah. nuts to me. Yeah. I yeah, I remember that like just like nibbling on little crumbs of like gayness or like being oh, yeah. a thirteen year old and like SNL like brought up something being gay or something like that and being like oh, gay, gay. Yeah. That's that's bad yeah, apparently. <laughs> I ch I always yeah. cherish those moments. I didn't even I mean, I think it's it's like you kind of I at least for me, I kind of knew I was queer. But I, I don't know. I also kind of fought against it. But anytime, yeah, you see that even just something, a glimpse of yourself or what you think is yourself, that was what I, like all of my memories are of, the, of those moments. And somehow MTV plays into that. So, so we, I sent out, um, and I don't know if you had the chance to watch, I found a few of the, the gay episodes of, of MTV uh, past. Um, but was there like, a favorite MTV show of yours, like reality, reality show. Yeah, I'll be I... honest. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Me? Okay. Yes, um, so we were talking about the real world, and I that really was kind of like my introduction to all of this. And then from the real world, I loved the Osbournes. I was obsessed with the Osbournes back in the day. I don't really know why. I think I just loved how like you know, um, like, what's the word? Just kind of like explicit and graphic, everything. They, all of their conversations are so like ridiculous and they're constantly swearing at each other. And I, as a kid, I like hated my parents. So I kind of fantasized about like talking to my parents the way that Jack Osborne talked to his parents. Loved the Osbournes. Also, uh, the Ashley Simpson show. <laughs> Did you ever watch the Ashley Simpson show? No, I don't Loved think so. It. Oh my God. So Ashley Simpson is Jessica Simpson's younger sister. 
And uh, she kind of, I don't even know how it happened. Very like, I think her dad was her manager. And Jessica had that newlywed show with Nick Lachey, which kind of took mm -hmm. off, which I didn't really watch a lot of personally, but I was always so interested in her younger sister. She's kind of like the emo, right? When emo was coming into the zeitgeist, she was very emo. She like had black hair. I think she like dyed her own hair on the show. It was so like, funny. so, and, and you don't know, I, you never know how much it's staged or what, but like, as like coming into my teen years, I thought she was just like the coolest pop star in the world. Mm -hmm. So I love that show. Um, and then watched like Ashley Simpson has like the saddest trajectory in Hollywood. That's, this is kind of an aside, but she had like that thing on SNL where she like, something yeah. happened and like the the song started playing and then she like did a hoedown and no one ever heard from her again but yeah. ashley simpson was another show i watched i'm trying to think there was one um gosh i now that i like i was just thinking about earlier today when i was like things i want to talk about but it's the one where it's like they find teenagers and the teenagers like I want to be like a rock star or something like that. So they get like a rock star to come and teach them how to be that. Made, made, made. Okay, yeah. Yes. I wanted, that was another show I really wanted to be on. But I, but like my main goal was to get on the real world. And in college, I started watching all the real world seasons from the first season on. And the first season is just so emotional. It is so good. It, it and even like now with like one of the cast members uh had AIDS and it showed like his journey and like what happened and then two of the other cast members randomly made uh this TV show on Cartoon Network called Juniper Lee uh, the life and times of Juniper Lee and that came out of know. you know the real world and so I'm finding all these like just like watching that first season it was really like it's like a like a cornerstone of like my queer identity is the real world. So fun fact, um, Karamo from Queer Eye was a he was on the real world really? back in the day. Yeah, is that his name Karamo? Yeah, Karamo. Yeah, yes. he was on I think the Philadelphia. Yeah, he was, oh, and I remember okay. watching him on that season, and like then when he's on Queer Eye years later, I made that connection somehow, and I'm like, that is so crazy. There's also, I don't remember her name, but one of the contestants went on to be like, I mean, a semi like notor notable actress. She was in like a few movies. I can't remember oh. her name, so I don't know that that speaks well for her, but she definitely had some some success. So that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, you know, another one. This just popped in my head, but I don't think it was on MTV. But uh, my sister and I were avid Bad Girls Club uh, consumers. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes, I, had a I. That was another show I wanted to go on, um, and then yeah. years later, even though I'm like I'm I'm not that bad, like I don't have it in me to be like, a bad girl. <laughs> I wish I wish I had it, but I don't have that it factor. Um, I'm just too I'm too nice. Uh, but a girl from my high school went on Bad Girls Club, and I, she talked about my crazy high school. And I was like, oh, my God, she did it. She achieved my dreams. She went up. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Good for her. Was she that bad? 
she was bad yeah it was crazy like I, I she was a couple years ahead of me in high school and i went to a boarding school for troubled girls and now it's like a fancy boarding school for like regular people but um <laughs> when i went there we all had we were all like you know we were fighting or something like that or we were mad at our parents and so she like kept running away and they kept bringing her back and she like grew pot at school or something like that and i was like oh, that sounds like fun honestly yeah at the time i was scared of her because i was like 13 <laughs> but right uh now i'm like oh i wish i talked to her she probably was very fun she probably was very interesting yeah. hardcore can't believe you have such a close proximity um i don't know what the real world's about i was not i didn't really? have cable i didn't have like satellite or anything so my only experiences of mtv were like going over to like my cousins during the summers and like there wouldn't i'd be like staying with my grandparents for a long time and then my cousin was like right down the road and so i'd like walk over and then our family was pretty like intense about the content we were allowed to like consume collectively like there wasn't a lot of like snl was spicy spicy um Ooh. for my family um so like watching mtv like with her was just like this is a whole other world i'm so scared right now this this <laughs> i feel nothing but fear at all these people being so mean and so loud and that is one thing as i was watching like some old episodes back i was like people were really encouraged to be mean there was no fear of getting dragged on social media like yeah they they were like no fear of like myspace even they were just like some of the like parrots during the like parental control episodes i was watching i was like when they were like digging into like some of these kids like who's like were sitting there and their partners were like going on the dates or whatever i was just like that's a child like you're like yeah calling that's like crazy children sluts like that's yeah <laughs> Like grown forty-year-old adults, like encouraged to call like eighteen-year-olds like sluts and hoes, tramps, and, like, and yeah, like you're just a tramp. I know it's crazy, and you you bring up a really good point because I think I was like ruminating on it. I'm like, what has changed? Why was this acceptable in like 2003, but now in 2023, like we, it's unthinkable. And I think social media is a big part of it. I think now people have this like online persona they have to tend to and that's its own curated thing and so people can't be just as like you know willy-nilly saying whatever they want or, mm -hmm. and talking the way that they were in those days because there's kind of like repercussions for that maybe maybe i'm wrong but i'm like because like you like you said i'm i was watching it and like the things that they're saying to each other and like in their little confessionals, like when they're talking to the camera, it's like, you guys are saying the craziest shit. Like, this is in intense. <laughs> and like Van is right. It was much louder back then. People were always totally. yelling, especially on Next. <laughs> I remember being a kid and being like, why the hell are they yelling? Why are they talking so loud when they say they're like, I'm Ryan, and I'm the only guy she'll be lying or something like that. And they're saying these rhymes, and they're so loud. 
I don't like how loud they were. Yeah, none of them have stage training at all. They're all just like really <laughs> intense individuals. Yes, yeah. I do want to know the casting process for some of those like next um like next episodes or like all that like were they just some of them you can tell like the producers were trying to find the wildest people they could off the street mm -hmm. like so I actually know someone, someone that lives in Boise, that's like a part of the performance community that was on Next. And their episode oh. is still like, you can see it. I don't think that they want me to say their name. So I'm like, I don't, I don't want to like call, put them on blast like that. But she said she was like, just like working in LA and looking for whatever at the time. And it was just like an open casting call. Just like to see wow. like for, you know, do you want to be a part of some wacky reality show? And like, she basically didn't really know what it was when she auditioned for it and got it. And she was like, they kind of tell you what to say. They kind of like make you redo stuff. If you like mess up your words, it's definitely like, and it, it kind of is obvious if you watch it, that they're kind of produced to an extent, but mm -hmm. it was fascinating to get her take on it. And then watching her episode, I'm like, this, this is not the same person. It's wild. It's so crazy. I would want to be the like oh, date coordinator, the like, or the person who like scouted locations for like all their weird <laughs> dates. I was really fascinated by the one that was like having the goats eat off of them. Like that oh. weird experience. <laughs> like it's just like put on these suits and we'll pour grain on you and then the goats will eat off of you. And I was like, that's such a weird, like... Yeah, like, how did that come to be? Was that the producer's idea, I, or did that already exist? I think that they wanted to make these people as uncomfortable as possible. I'm just assuming that it was, like, a setup to make them either, like, snap on each other or just, like, in general, you know, cause good TV, I guess. But it is really interesting. Even the dates, I feel like, are dated. You know, like the like the things that they go to do on these dates. It all is like, it just feels like such a, a different time to me. And that's what fascinates me still about it. Yeah, exactly. It's so crazy. It's like such a time capsule. Like even with like shows like, um, you remember when the bling ring whole controversy happened? Very yeah. Much. And there was a uh, reality TV show based on the lives of one of the perpetrators of the bling what is ring. the name oh my god I'm it's like this. alexis something i'm what forgetting yeah ring? alexis nyers alexis nyers yes, is her yes, name yes 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 and she's like in my little bb pumps i think about that all the time yeah, <laughs> yeah she's like this, this press reported that i was wearing like louis vuitton heels and they weren't they were little bb's slippers and all like yeah, yeah. So, she's great she's great tv yeah i love oh. her yeah, there was. Yeah. I think their show was on E, and I can't remember the oh, name yeah. of it. But it was like their mom was like, "Every morning I wake up and give my kids Adderall and send them to like soccer practice." And she has like all their lives completely regimented. And little does she know that like her daughter is like going to all these really? houses in the Hollywood Hills and completely just like stealing. So she like went to Paris Hilton's house and stole a bunch of her stuff, and they like filmed themselves doing it. This was before like social media really. So they were just, it was like on their like camera phones and stuff. Um, but there was a bunch of celebrities that I think Rachel. 
Thilson, the she's an yeah. actress from like the OC, maybe. Yeah, they went to her house. They it was all these different celebrities' houses, and then they finally got caught. And then like she got like a reality show out of it. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's very like that time. It's truly like that would not happen today at all. Um, and even no. that show, it gets. I think it was called Pretty Wild. It gets referenced still right. to this day. Yeah. Yeah, like, have you ever been, have you ever seen that clip where it's like, they ask you how you're doing, you just have to say you're fine, and it's like set to like, <laughs> violence or something? I have to send it to you, yeah. it's very funny, it's like, it's a clip from that show, where it's right before the little BB pumps, and she's like, talking about how people are like, oh, like, how is this? you know court case going for you and she's like you have to say that you're fine but you're not fine this it's might so go back dramatic. to why we love george santos so much is he is yeah. living in an mtv like reality show and no one else is. i did i listened to the podcast that you guys that you did on george or when you were talking about george santos just to like mm -hmm. get the feel of this and i think that is another person who is just like a train wreck you can't look as I walked the Z-Way interview, I loved it. Yes, I love yes. that she, the whole time she is obviously like trying to show the world what, what a like, you know, piece of shit this guy is basically. I love the part when she kept saying icon. Icon yes. or whatever, like, trying it to get him so to funny. call himself an icon. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. But it is crazy because he's right. Like we're all watching this and we can't stop. And he's like becoming this figure in pop culture based on the fact that he's like a terrible person and does terrible <laughs> things but that is kind of what like you know mtv reality television was like so it's like everything kind of circles back it's really interesting yeah it's so cyclical like i was watching um this youtuber these youtubers called they call are they're called bundy fridays and they basically talk about fundamental christianity and um republican politics but from like a leftist point of view i really like them mm. i highly recommend them but they were talking about george santos and he has like really fallen off like people are no longer paying attention to them because our attention spans are three seconds long he's no longer relevant it's like it's over for him he has a cameo but that's like about it and I'm like, that's so interesting. Like, just a couple of weeks ago, it was like George Santos, George Santos, George Santos. And now, like, who's talking about him? He doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Dang. It's crazy. Okay. Well, I do have one last very important question for you. Um, if you were on Room Raiders and some... And, there was a hot person coming to raid your room. What do you think would be the biggest red flag item that they would discover? Which I always think is funny is not the things that I would like, um, that I would necessarily think would be a red flag. Every time they like do one of these room things, one of them was just like, someone made a diorama for their art class or something and the guy was like that's a dollhouse i don't want to go out with someone who has a dollhouse that's so funny oh god uh i have to think i really have to give this some thought because there's probably some really <laughs> weird shit. um if they were to raid like my whole house like not my, my bedroom might be kind of boring to be honest but like my drag room there is everything that you could think of i feel like they would have 
such a skewed idea of who I was if they like looked in that room and tried to get clues from it. Cause I mean, like anything you can think of, like there's a plunger, there's like a, a bedazzled plunger that I use for a prop. Um, there's like, oh my God, there's like BDSM equipment, like, you know, whips and shit, like all that kind of stuff. There's just props. There's like, oh no. So many things. I mean, honestly, anything you can imagine. I think that it, they would probably have to cut a lot of it out because it's all just weird, That's... insane, and and usually sex related. I'm assuming, typically. I have to think. I think like for me, I'm a I'm a little crystal girly. I love my healing crystals. I love my tarot cards. So I think like it would be the crystals. I think they would think I was weird for the amount of crystals I have. I have too many. I. I'm trying to think, besides the, like, walls and walls of comics that are slowly, like, growing around me, um, and the bookshelves that keep stacking, I'm trying to think of what else here, um, that I would be discovered. I think they would, like, dig through, like, my closet or something, and they'd find, like, a cowboy hat and like my cowboy boots or something and suddenly be like, I don't want to date a country bumpkin. Like it's always the most benign stuff like that, where it's like. That's tea. It is, it's just like, whatever. I feel like it, it could be like a pair of underwear that they don't like the color of it. And they're like, oh, this color, pink underwear. Yeah, right. It was so weird what, what like set people off in that show. It's true. Or, but then you see weird rooms like, the soup have you ever seen the Superman episode where this guy has like nothing but Superman paraphernalia? <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. There's some that weird I watch. Would that be a red here's a question. Would that be a red flag for you or no? Would that be something oh, that you'd be like flag. okay with? Huge yeah. Red flag. <laughs> yeah. I feel like all nerds need to have the good taste to have like their anime room or their like gamer room and it's like separated out like to an acceptable level like yeah separation separation of church and state absolutely exactly it's yeah it's hard when you have a race car bed like in your bedroom or something or like i've never encountered that but that's me cool. either that i think that would definitely be a red flag too for sure a race car bed yeah <laughs> i've or seen like, like on wayfair they fun. have like adult re race car beds like they have adult ones yeah they do they do oh my god red flag that's that's your definite like no like that that yeah. person's gone <laughs> there's levels of dysfunction to that i think yeah let's see so that that pretty much concludes all we had on our little wonderful podcast script for you. Cookie Puss, thank you so much. You're such a delight. You're such an incredible performer. I love every time I get to go out and watch you. Um, I've been like hermiting lately, so I need to get out and about here a little bit soon. But do you have anything that you'd like to promote on the podcast? Oh my gosh, yes. I love promoting myself. Um, thank you for having me. I just want to say I really love your guys' podcast. Like I said, I listen to it. I love podcasts in general. So this is a huge moment for me to be on one. Really big moment for me. Going to you know tell everyone about it and, and uh, brag about it. So thank you. Um, as far as promoting, in general, I would say in Idaho, you know, drag is kind of continuously under attack. So if you 
see this and you enjoy drag in any capacity locally in the Boise area, come out to our shows. We, you know, typically they're, they're low price, you know, like ten, five, 10 bucks max. Uh, it all goes to the, the local performers and we love seeing people out. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram if you'd like. Uh, it's cookie.puss with three S's. And um, got a lot coming up in the next couple of weeks. Honestly, we got brunch every second Sunday at the balcony. Uh, I'm a working lady, so pretty much every weekend you can find me somewhere at some random bar doing random brunch, right? Isn't that what you said? Random brunch venues? Uh, that's me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank yeah. you for coming on. Yes, I will also just say, like, if you are in a like small rural community and you have like or if you're in a smaller city, I've been to a bunch of drag shows all over the country and stuff. And I always love like small local drag because everybody's living for the weekend and the shows they put on like versus, I don't know, some of the queens who are like performing all throughout the week, like the the local performers like this is their like moment to shine like one time a week or like that kind of thing and it's always just it's beautiful it brings joy it's the best so i have so much fun doing it and yeah drag has become something that is more of a full-time thing for me now somehow in boise i'm like i'm pretty much just hustling everywhere i can go so i love it so much i wouldn't do it if i didn't love it and uh i'm gonna keep doing it yeah yeah all right well, oh, I think I accidentally stole your bit, Ren. It says oh, that no in the worries. script. But um, I'll just launch in here. Thank you for listening to Your Trash Pals. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, our live Twitch and YouTube streams are hosted on Monday. Are we on YouTube? I can't remember if we're on YouTube. We yet. are on YouTube. Yay! Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're on there. And uh, our recorded episodes uh, go up on Thursdays, unless we get hit with COVID or life circumstances or snowstorms or all those things. But we try to get these wonderful episodes out to you. And you can follow me at ren.psd and Vanotes on Instagram at Vanotes.books. Oh, I want to put a period in there, but there's no period. Vannotes.com. You can also go there. Um, we're trying to figure out how to include you all more. So you can write into the podcast at yourtrashpals at gmail.com. Tell us about your favorite pieces of trash. You can say whether you think my little games are fun or not. You can suggest little games. You can ask us questions, um, some trashy questions. We would love to answer those. Um, and we also, if you like us, review us, all those things on all the platforms, uh, it helps our search engine optimization, which isn't that the most important thing in 2024? Good grief. Um, but finally, I'll sign off with our uh, ad. We are brought to you by special sponsors, special, very real sponsors every week. Uh, and this episode is brought to you by RuPaul's Fracking Ranch. Do you like the destruction of the environment with a little bit of a fabulous twist? Then come on down to RuPaul's Fracking Ranch where you can purchase the Vaseline made from the oil that we put all over on those cameras. So 
make sure you watch RuPaul's Drag Race and you support your local fracking ranches. That's one of my worst ones yet. <laughs> For a second, the ticker said RuPaul's fucking ranch. But remember, <laughs> it's RuPaul's fracking ranch. Oh, uh, and remember to reduce... To reduce Reuse, recycle. recycle.